two dogs walk into a two cats walk into a bar story. One of the dogs runs straight up to the counter and starts licking the cat's face, uh, at which point he gets his eye scratched out. It's okay, he's still got one eye left. Dogs are nothing if not optimistic. And the dog says to the man behind the bar, I think this cat uh, wants some attention here. And the barman says, I'm well aware of that, sir. I was in the middle of a conversation with him. Uh, In fact, there was quite an entertaining conversation. One would say, it would uh it wouldn't be wouldn't be out of place as a traditional two cats walk into a bar story on a podcast except you've ruined it now by uh by running in on it like this and the dog says maybe i can add something to it and the man behind the bar says i doubt that very much sir but you're welcome to try uh, how can i help you sir he says looking at the cat and the cat says i'll have a, a roll of your finest band-aid please Uh, something to clean up the blood and the man behind the bar says certainly sir alcohol is great for cleaning up blood if i remember rightly although i'm not a i'm not a for first aid expert i can only do what ah you know what i mean i can only do whatever Uh, anyway he brings out a roll of bandage uh, which the dog immediately grabs uh, because he's seen the andrex toilet roll ad and he rolls it around and unravels it cutely just like the andrex puppy does with the toilet roll and the cat says what in the name of christ are you doing and the dog says have you never seen commercial tv and the cat says indeed i have but i fast forward through the ads is this something from an ad is this is this something from an ad because that's the sort of thing they put dogs in i know they put cats in advertisements too uh, but they do all the cats do in the advertisements is eat that's what you're supposed to do dogs in advertisements do things that they're not supposed to do and they get away to do stuff like oh stuff like destroying expensive rolls of premium toilet tissue and so we're supposed to think that's cute absolutely fucking ridiculous and the man behind the bar says gentlemen are we going to have trouble here and the cat says there's two cats and two dogs here what do you think and the man behind the bar says fair enough i'll call the i'll call the spca and the cat says good idea i'll go and hide and the dog says what's the spca what does that spell and the man behind the bar says i'll spell it out for you and the dog says you just did you said spca so it still doesn't make any sense and the cat says oh for christ's sake those are initials they stand for society for the prevention of cruelty to animals and the dog says, oh, uh, and then the SPCA arrives and puts both of the dogs in a cage uh, while the cats hide, looking on from behind the counter. And a great night is had by all. And now an introduction to today's podcast. This is a prelude to today's episode number 743 of Into Your Head Podcast. Hello. Uh, some time has passed since episode 742 of Into Your Head podcast, hello, and you're probably wondering why. Uh, so am I, quite frankly. I thought I had it scheduled whereby uh, we could con- continue doing this uh, with a barely noticeable uh, slight decrease in output uh, while I was working on another project. I know, apparently I got so involved in my other project that my other project is behind the schedule 
schedule too. Uh, now this podcast is be anyway. The point is, don't worry, uh, it's not going away. Into your head is not going away. It's going to be here till I'm dead, or at least until episode one thousand, maybe two thousand. I'd say that. I'm guessing 2,000, uh, but let's say 1,500 at least. Well, not at least, but as a as a as an average. The average. Uh, let's say the show goes to episode 1,000 or it goes to episode 2,000. And the average of those two. Oh no, it's not 1,500. Then you add 1,000 and 2,000, and you divide by. Oh, I say that's 1,500. I suppose. Uh, but what if you what if you decide that 1,500 is also one of the options? Then you add. 1,000 plus 1,500 plus 2,000. Now that would be 4,500 and you have to divide that by 3 to get the average of the tree. Uh, well that makes just 1,500 is the answer to that too. So maybe it's the best of 3. I don't know. Uh, and then you get the average of the... I don't know. Let's not get bogged down in mathemat- mathematician isomerships. Uh, let's not get bogged down in mathematics, what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think I just said it quite effectively, except it didn't didn't have quite the ring I wanted it to have uh, because of my first stu- my initial stumbling over it. Uh, but no, uh, mathematician-ish. I don't have to be a mathematician to do a frigging podcast, I can tell you that. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned... <coughs> Uh, from uh, either doing podcast or from many years of studying maths is that you don't need to be a mathematician to be a podcaster although I'm sure it helps it's got to help in some way you can keep count of your episodes you can keep count of how many bites you've recorded if I was a if I was a, an idiot savant of some sort like I was doing this podcast I could probably keep count of exactly how many bites of data each word I say is taking up so I can know how big the file is going to be before it's even ready but we have computers to do that for us now there's no need for idiots of ants anymore because we have technology to replace them which if I don't mind me saying so I think is sad surely there should be room in the world for doing things without computers and not have some uh, let some person have a job for Christ's sake those people are people too the computers are people admittedly as well but they're not real people the computers are uh, people like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up in a freaking plastic thing with a yoke over his head and freaking uh, things coming out of his skull and beady looking eyes. Do you really want that as your future person? I don't. I want a bug standard normal person with normal flaws, not a uh, not some sort of thing where uh, he can do anything he's asked to do except jumping to a lake of acid that'll melt him. Oh no, that's no way to be. A Christ is there no happy medium between uh, between uh, an almost undestroyable robot and the normal bog standard human being with a brain who can think like a bog standard human being? There must be some happy medium. Maybe we'll reach it at some point between now and the future. Halfway between now and the future, uh, if if the world makes any sense at all, we'll get to that stage. But the problem is we'll keep evolving past that and then we'll be going too far. Always take things too far. That's the problem with us. Uh, anyway, uh, 
the following is an episode, uh, or this is it, maybe this is an episode I'm having right now. Has that occurred here? Maybe I'm having an episode right now. In which case, I should record it for prosperity and put her right at the front of the podcast. Wouldn't that be good? You always put you. You want a little bit of an excitement, just like on a. Oh, in an episode of some soap, they have an exciting bit at the beginning to show someone being hit by a car, or they show the end of the previous episode where someone was hit by a car, and now they show now the outcome, and then they show, oh, they show the uh, the car getting up and walking away without a scratch on it, it turns out it's a transformer. It's one of the transformers, and although the person who was hit by the transformer car hasn't been badly injured, it's the first sign that the Transformers have arrived, so it's a bit of drama. That's what you want, a bit of drama at the beginning of your podcast. Uh, Anyway, uh, on with the beginning of the show. Horses walk into a bar. One of the horses goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, Certainly, sir. Uh, would you like to uh, put up on a high uh, a high table here so you can reach it from your high horse? And the horse says, I'm not on a high horse. I'm not on any horse at all. I am, in fact, myself a horse. I'm not a very high one. I, I'm right here down on the ground. My feet touch the ground. And maybe, uh, maybe you're referring to the fact that I'm an unusually tall horse. That doesn't make me high. It just means I'm tall. Uh, unless my, unless I manage to get big, uh, more big show shoes or horseshoes or however you people call them. If I get uh, high heeled, uh, show high heeled horseshoes, then I'll create the impression of being a high horse who's up higher, up up. Uh, but until then, no, I'm a bog standard height horse. I'm the same. Well, not exactly the same height as any other horse. Horses coming, just different horses coming, different shapes and sizes and heights uh, just the same as in humans and the man behind the bar says I doubt that very much sir, I very much doubt that horses coming, different shapes and the horse says of course they do, even amoebas coming, different shapes they don't have any shape forming apparatus at all, yeah, look at a few amoebas up, when was the last time you looked at a few amoebas under a microscope, I bet you it wasn't recently. No, no. You're too busy up on your own metaphorical high horse, uh, which uh, which by by, is far more likely to be high up, higher up than any real high horse you're going to see I can tell you, because if it's metaphorical then the sky's the limit. That's the thing with fiction. The sky is the limit, and then the sky isn't even the limit, as we learned learned in the sequel book to Charlie and the Great Class Elevator, that none of your kids have have read because you forced them movie down their gutter and there's no movie of the sequel of the book there's only a movie of the original of the book uh, oh they made a they made a set 10 different movies of the original book but no uh, not a chance of the whole point of that was to get your kids to read the sequel Charlie in the great glass elevator in which he gets up off his uh, well there's no horse involved but uh, still referring to the height involved uh, which you've probably lost me now have you and the man behind the bar says Christ is a talking horse 
course that my bar suppose there's no law against us maybe I should be more specific about the rules and one of the other customers says would you not want high horses in your bar uh, Harry or whatever your name is that reminds me I've never decided what your name is not that it's up to me I'm not your parents I'm just a I'm just a fictional patron in your bar I meant that the narrator never decided what your uh, name was he just calls you the man behind the bar which is suppose is fitting until you come out from behind us to do some I don't know to mop up some tables or something I suppose that's why you have a lounge boy to do that sort of thing uh, anyway and the man behind the bar says uh, when was the last podcast out and the man in front of the bar who in fact is a horse says uh, I don't know I don't know uh, it's probably when we look it up now it was probably the previous one to this was it uh, it was number 742 and it came out let's have a look at this Christ it's been some time now I can tell you if I was in charge of that podcast I can tell you there'll be weeks on the green I'd go after the production staff and tell them you've been slacking up and they'd probably say sorry about that but I've been busy working on another project elsewhere I'm not abandoning you all oh there it is number 742 on the 5th of February uh, which is approximately 18 days ago uh, not exactly it's not exactly back in the stone age if you don't mind me saying so it's not like we've been through three ice ages since then uh, no no didn't have a podcast for a couple of weeks what of it and the man behind the bar says I'll tell you what of it I make my profit from people coming into this bar uh, asking for a pint of my finest Guinness and if no one is doing it on the podcast then they're not getting attracting anyone it's like when that fella that fella who runs the Hello Deli next door to David Letterman's uh, studio in New York uh, people only go into him because they've seen him appear on they've seen David Letterman go into him and they go into him and they say oh David Letterman stood in this exact spot in the Halo Deli and he said can I have a pint of your finest sandwich please or whatever they serve at a New York Times Square Deli and your man will say oh certainly sir would you like the one you saw David Letterman eating and they'll say oh wait a minute David Letterman's been on holidays for the last four weeks he hasn't eaten the sandwich in four weeks maybe I shouldn't either and that's the same problem I'm going to have with that fucking podcast that fucking podcast has caused me no end of problems I wish I'd never heard of it Uh, maybe I haven't because I'm a fictional character after all I'm like that fella Uh, what's that fella I'm like that fella who climbed up the back of Mount Everest and uh, drove oh he dug a tunnel down the back of it and drove the way all down he drove a little tunnel going from the back of Mount Everest right through the middle of the mountain and emerging in a gentle slope emerging at the foot at the front of Mount Everest and then he drove his car down it. did you ever hear about him and the, the horse says no and the man says exactly that's because he's a fictional character and now you see my problem now, uh, I know what you're thinking there you're thinking this is the first episode in quite some time uh, well so you say quite some time I say two and a bit weeks uh, maybe less uh, maybe even less than that maybe even less than a week has it occurred to you that it might have been less than a week since the last episode uh, has it occurred to you that maybe it was more than three weeks uh, if it has you're wrong oh it's not wrong it's not wrong for it to for it to occur to you you should let all thoughts into your brain 
green correct or not correct uh, but you need to apply critical analysis to them this is what you have to this is what we're trying to tell the next generation if you were to open the newspaper today and the first page was to say there hasn't been an episode of Into Your Head podcast in two weeks and three days uh, you wouldn't just take that as read uh, even if you had read it for one thing if you've just opened it you haven't read it uh, although I did say it was on the front page so you wouldn't have needed to have opened it in fact quite the opposite if, if it's a broadsheet you probably uh, closed it even further than it's uh, than the state of closure that it's in when it's originally uh, produced at the uh, oh at the printing plant because you'd have to fold down the front page to re- have a read of what's on the front page uh, people usually I don't know if you young people remember broadsheet newspapers you used to have to fold it down you'd like be doing origami until you get to the exact two columns that you want to read and you have those in front of your face and you can go hold it easily uh, so anyway if that was on the front page it said it's been over two weeks and two days since the last episode of Into Your Head podcast uh, you should be able to read that and apply some critical analysis to it the first thing you think is who uh, well, what is the source and if the source is the Irish Times well that's fair enough I've had several letters published in the Irish Times about various important issues uh, I've also had an anonymous letter from a, an Irish Times reader uh, who wrote into, wrote into the Irish Times the Irish Examiner one of those uh, one of those wrote in to get my fucking address just so they could send me a weird letter in which he said well done to me and I agree with you and as I as I uh, gleamed from the letter he didn't understand or agree with me at all he thought I was saying something else entirely and uh, that's how uh, anyway the point is uh, you look at this thing and it says it's been two weeks and two and a bit days since the last episode you think who's the source who wrote this uh, what fact checking have they done have they done it properly do they understand the concept uh, they probably do in this case although it's a newspaper if you have checked that five years ago uh, the first line would have said uh, what in the name of Christ is a podcast and then someone else would have wrote and said it's about time we get this blast anti-blasphemy law up and running uh, I think they got her up and running about three years ago maybe that's what helped uh, people are coming on saying what in the name of Christ is this and Christ people got sick of it they said we're sick of people saying things in the name of Christ yeah, stand up for yourself and say it in your own name and don't be blaming Christ for everything of course if I were to say uh, look at this uh, here are the lottery numbers in the name of Christ Christ has given us these uh, that wouldn't be considered blasphemy because you're crediting Christ with something good you're saying Christ gives uh, chose to give the winning six numbers to oh to a, a ticker holder somewhere in the southwest who wishes to remain nameless uh, so he's going to go by the name Christ uh, it's going to probably sell if you were to look down the list of anonymous winners now it's probably fine many of them have chosen Christ as their nickname in the in the official winners list of the Irish National Lottery now that's probably not uh, you see if I were to see you there's where your critical power should be working as well now 
because instead of just listening to my claim uh, of of having a proper method of critically critically analyzing a newspaper uh, article, uh, you haven't even stopped to think whether or not I'm talking crap. Can I be a lie lied on? This is why when you go to learn something, you make damn sure to Christ as hell that the person who's claiming to teach you something has a track record and they can uh, verify it elsewhere. Because I've just been talking a load of crap here. Uh, you don't, you didn't even know us, and you're a regular listener to this program. So what does that tell you? Tells you nothing. Tells you absolutely fuck all. Tell you sweet Fanny Adams. It's not a thing you Americans say. You say sweet Fanny Adams. It tells you sweet Fanny Adams. That's not even a sentence. You go up to someone and you say hello, sweet Fanny Adams. All they're going to say is yes, sweet Fanny Adams. What did she do something? Did she say something? I presume it's a she or it's a he. I don't know. Uh, over here, it's more likely to be a she, and it's more likely to be a nickname. Or over in America, no, it's different. We have different uses of different words uh, it's called efficiency we have different words and in different uh, parts of the world we can use them differently because we're in the efficient world and that's why we're still here uh, long after the dinosaurs died out the dinosaurs couldn't even get it together to uh, to survive a nuclear holocaust when there wasn't even anyone to make it and we go, oh people love to say humans are going to blow up the world and destroy it destroy it uh, the dinosaurs managed to trigger the destruction of their whole universe without even so much as climbing into the sea to learn how to swim they were just sitting there eating each other that's what the and that's why and as a result now uh, anyone who talks about uh, experimenting with cannibalism is accused of trying to destroy the world and say that's what the dinosaurs did they went around eating each other Uh, no they didn't they ate different species Uh, just as uh, just as a dog will eat a different breed of dog uh, and a cat will eat a different breed of cat a dinosaur would eat a different breed of dinosaur unless they ran out of course maybe if we're stranded on the desert island uh, well, sure, we'd all do that. What the freaking hell would you do on a desert island? Stuff like you're just going to read your way back to, uh, back to, to uh, oh, back to wherever you came from. No, no, I suppose you could. If you had a book that told you how to um, build a boat, that might help you in some way. Uh, but don't let it be one of those books that tells you how to. Ah, how to take a book apart and then you'd have to first you'd have to, to learn how to read backwards and uh, there's not going to be any book that can teach you why well, there is there books that, there's books that can teach you speed reading i suppose and there's books that can teach you how to oh there's books that can do lots of things i don't know i don't know getting bored with this now to be perfectly honest seven minutes and ten seconds into this segment having the fucking clue what it's supposed to be about uh, what did i say did i say i know what you're thinking there something 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 and then i got on to something that's probably what it was ah, the usual the usual just getting back into it after a break i don't give too much credence to any of us uh credence credence clearwater revival as they used to that was a band wasn't it credence credence clearwater revival i think it was so long i looked them up uh before i reach for the harmonica i better find out what i'm supposed to be playing Credence Clearwater Revival. Let's have a look at this now. Uh, have you ever seen the rain? Bad moon rising. Was that the I see a bad moon rising? 
I see. Oh, I see a bad moon arising. Uh, that was back in the pre-hippie days. In the hippie days, they just get excited about the moon. But no, back in the pre-hippie days, they'd say, Oh, Christ, I don't think much of tonight's moon. I see a bad moon rising. I'm going to... It's time to... We're not going to just stand idly by and just allow it to rise. We're going to write a song about it. We're going to go, I see a bad moon rising. And 50 years later, they're going to be playing in Eddie Rockets every time a kid accidentally presses the wrong button on the jukebox. They're going to be playing, I see trouble on the hill. Don't look out tonight, because it's bound to be all bright. Which is just like in the day, except there's a bad moon. A ba- maybe a bad moon. Maybe by bad moon they mean the sun. Is that why they say it's going to be bright tonight? Maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they mean the sun is the poor man's version of the... Uh, it's, a, it's the shitty younger poor man's version of the moon. Uh, which any, uh, any scientist will tell you is not true. The moon is a lot younger than the sun. Or is it? There's a question for you. Is the moon a lot younger than the sun? That's the question. Well, my answer to the question is yes. Uh, no, I can't prove it right now, this minute. I don't have a chalkboard and uh, hours of time to throw away demonstrating it and re-getting out the encyclopedias, but I think you can take it as read. Uh, you can take it as read that the moon is not as old as the sun. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's not that you should respect the moon any less just because it's younger than the sun. Uh, no, no, age should mean nothing. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean nothing. The fact that it should mean nothing uh, doesn't change anything. Doesn't change anything. In fact, nothing we've said today at all changes changes anything doesn't it make you think that none of this none of the 27 minutes of material that i've recorded this morning changes anything at all whatsoever uh joel moves a few bits around the moves a few ones and zeros around or does it create ones and zeros and put them in a particular order uh for those are meaningless those are meaningless well it's all ones and zeros and they all cancel each other out it's just a freaking a zero is just a one it's been bent around a bit into an oval shape and then it's turned into probably a smaller zero than you'd want if you only have the material from a one uh, if you were making zero out of a if you had a let's say you had a one made out of uh, some sort of uh, play-doh and you try to turn that one into a zero the zero that you make would be in a smaller font than the than the original one because you wouldn't have enough material unless you made it slimmer or something you could make the i suppose you could make it slimmer and less sturdy and still make it the same height i suppose uh, I suppose that's how you that's how you make fonts. I suppose uh, they do that. Uh, people who make fonts are just people with heads full of play-doh, and they imagine the world like that. That's what Professor Stephen Hawking did when he when he slowly started losing his ability to write things down. He just started. He saw it on the documentary he made about himself for Channel Four. Watched it recently. He showed him. Uh, he sit there staring at the stars, and in his mind there'd be all shapes forming and numbers. Going round in the stars. That's the equivalent of the play doh thing. I wouldn't put it down, it's a fine way of thinking. There's more ways of thinking than just uh freaking scribbling on a blackboard, you know. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Anyway, 
Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And a pint of uh, a pint of your second finest Guinness, please, for my friend over there. Just don't tell him. And the man behind the bar says, Do you know I could give you both a pint of your finest Guinness? I have more than a pint of uh, each type of Guinness in stock, you know. And the cat says, Oh, is that right? Well, don't tell your man. He'll be wanting all of it. Oh, 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 oh. no, no. Just give me a pint of your finest Guinness and give him a pint of your second finest Guinness. And uh, no, no, one's the wi- no one's the wiser. It'll all be fine. And the man behind the bar says, and you know, it's all the same price as well. And the cat says, well, then why is that one called your, called your finest Guinness? And the man behind the bar says, it's not. That's just a phrase you came up with. It's just something people say. They say, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness? Uh, if, I were, if I'm applying by the Guinness rules and recommendations for vendors uh, every single mouthful of Guinness that I serve here is exactly the same quality as every other uh, mouthful of Guinness I serve here there's no difference whatsoever Uh, one Guinness is supposed to be exactly the same as the next so if you ask me for a pint of my finest Guinness what you're asking me to do is uh, make everyone else's slightly less good and the cat says and you're not prepared to do that for me I suppose and the man behind the bar says i'm afraid my hands are tied i sign a vendor agreement uh, i did a i can't claim i can't claim ignorance either because they sent me on a course how to pull a perfect guinness every time and i like i'm a bit of a perfectionist too to be frank i like to pull a perfect pint of guinness every time and to be perfectly honest if i were a customer uh which i'm not but if i were i think i'd be quite pleased about that i'd be visiting an establishment that had consistency like that and the cat says you got a lot of learn- got to learn about being a customer sir uh, maybe you should go on a being a customer course uh, after you're finishing all those uh, pulling a perfect point courses and the man behind the bar says maybe you should go on the being a customer course and the cat says I got better things to do than go around going on customer courses uh, why don't we delegate it to someone else and the barman says fair enough uh, ask your friend down there would he like to go on one and the cat says I will 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 and the barman says but you won't though will you you're just you're just freaking playing along with me now and uh, not how a word twixt us will ever be said about this again isn't that right and the cat says uh, isn't it lovely weather outside and the barman says it is indeed or at least I assume it is I haven't been outside since two o'clock unless you count going out into the backyard which is more of a oh it's more of a, a what you call it a, what do you call a yard that's around a courtyard with a bit of a half roof over it I don't really call that going outside and the cat says I wouldn't either I wouldn't call it going outside and why would you need to call it any it's not like you're uh, writing a book about it. You don't need to call. You don't have to come up with names for everything. And the barman says, "Damn right you don't." And a great night is had by all. Into your head. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Studio at intoyourhead.com. Matchstick cats, matchstick cats, matchstick cats, matchstick cats, and 
Are you a cat? Or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats. Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at IntoYourHead.com. walk into the Halo Deli beside the Ed Sullivan Theatre uh, somewhere in the oh, somewhere in the district of Broadway or thereabouts. I don't know the exact uh, geography in New York. Is a place called the Ed Sullivan Theatre, home of the David Letterman Late Night Show uh, until presumably next year when he drops dead. I don't know. Uh, then up near that there's a place called the Halo Deli and I've just realised it's a pun. That name is a poem. I watched that program for years and didn't realise. Halo Deli uh, is a poem on Hello Dolly, which presumably was a uh, presumably was a musical that played uh, in Broadway at some. Anyway, we're getting away from the point here. Uh, once upon a time, there was a there was a doll. Oh no, it was two cats walking to the Halo Deli, wasn't it? Well, once upon a time, there was a dog. Anyway, uh, he went. He was a dog. Uh, he said. He went up to people saying, I was had a slight uh, learning disability. I was socially awkward as a dog. So he used to just go around to people saying, hello, I'm a dog. Uh, of course, people were people couldn't see past uh, the fact that he was an abnormal dog as they would see it. Uh, they were so obsessed with making fun of him. They didn't notice that they're looking at a talking dog, which is a marvellous thing. So he never got credit for it. It was a bit like the elephant man, except he was a dog. Uh, maybe the elephant man, one, man was a dog. Does that occur to anyone? Uh, people assumed that the elephant man was a man underneath us all. There's no way of knowing. He didn't have the technology in those days to find out what he was. Maybe the elephant man was a talking dog and nobody was able to tell him any different. How would you know? He looked like an elephant either way. A dog that looks like an elephant and the man that looked like an elephant are very hard to distinguish from each other. I can tell you that. Uh, so maybe he was a, uh, the, uh, the elephant man was a far more even far more fascinating creature than we thought. He was a talking dog who looked like a man uh well he looked like a humanoid elephant uh, that's what he was a talking dog who looked like a humanoid elephant and despite all his problems managed to learn to talk uh which despite even more for being a uh, being a dog would have slowed down as a people were always amazed that he was able to communicate in any way at all as supposing he was a dog uh that was even a greater achievement that man we owe a lot to that man uh, no way of you i suppose we could give it to his estate we could send a we could send a regular income to his estate if we had thought of it at the time. We could have set up some sort of trust fund. Although then he probably would have asked, uh, instead of saving this trust fund uh, to give to me after I'm dead, why don't you just give me the money now? Would that not be a gore? Uh, we'd have to explain to him about interest and that money doesn't just appear. You save her up over years in a trust fund.
Ireland uh, that maybe if he could find a way to cryogenically free- freeze him for 100 years until the trust fund has grown enough from investments to be able to create a regular income for him out of the interest, would that be a gore? Although they probably hadn't invented cryogenically freezing things yet. Although they've cryogenically froze Walt Disney and now look, he's, he's living forever. Walt Disney's living forever. Uh, he bought out the Jim Henson company. Look at all the Jim Hensons are all dying out now. Uh, Jim, uh, what's his face? Walt Disney is alive and well uh, long after his death thanks to have be, having been crying yet. They haven't even tried to wake him up yet but when they do, I can tell you he'd be delighted with himself he'll say is Jim Henson still around and they'll say no but guess what your company bought how his company and they have to make their own new Muppets now and use them on different things they're, they're putting uh, they're putting Muppets on the BBC now except they're not allowed to call them Muppets they're different things it's like someone oh someone got a someone got an offshoot of a Muppet and turned it into a harmless Oh, some sort of harmless. Uh, it's like when, oh, Blisty, it's like when you get a generic, a generic uh, placebo and you give it to someone and you say, this isn't the Muppet, but uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, we're the company that created the Muppets and sold them off to Disney. Uh, this isn't the Muppet at all, it just happens to be look like one. Now make a game show for Saturday night out of them. And that's what they did. Uh, I do it myself if I had the if I had the power to do so. I have a puppet here. I have a cat puppet. A cat puppet. It's filthy. As filthy as me dad. It's a filthy. I probably shouldn't be using it to wipe up coffee skills. Coffee spills. But what are you going to do? Are you going to get something else? Are you going to get a special implement that's designed specifically to wipe up coffee skills coffee spills or are you going to oh are you going to designate an, an existing implement that's not being used for anything else and use that to clean up coffees uh, coffee spills which is the most efficient and which is the least efficient and which should you use I automatically assume of course that you should use the the most efficient uh, choice but sometimes sometimes the aim is to be non-efficient you want to be non-efficient sometimes and make your life go slower you don't want to be it's not a race to the end of your life you know sometimes it's nice to slow t- uh, slow time down a bit and be non-efficient and take it easy it's, it's a Sunday morning after all we should all relax take a chill pill uh, take it slowly I probably shouldn't have had four coffees well, never mind never mind uh, anyway on with the show monkey nuts that's what they call them. They call them big, steaming, shit-eating, piss-piling, uh, podcast-producing, uh, podcast-extending, to be perfectly accurate, because we're 30 minutes and 31 seconds into this crap now, and there's no sign of a... I, I, well, to admittedly, I saw a sign of a ending a moment ago before I pressed record, uh, but then I saw, after that, I ah, basically blotted out the sign. The sign's down there, just in front of me, and I held a hand up just just in front of me uh, so I can obliterate the stop sign. I see nothing else in st- in, uh, besides the stop sign, so I can't see any end in sight anymore. Uh, I can imagine one, though. I'm imagining an end in sight further down behind that. Uh, in fact, it's, if it's just slightly further down beyond, a bit more, it's probably visible just beyond my fingertips there. I'm just not looking at it uh, at the moment because uh, I don't want to see it yet. What I want
want to see it, it'll appear. Don't worry, the end of the show will appear when I want to see it. But not yet is the point. We're going to carry on for another few minutes. Another few minutes. Uh, class is not dismissed yet, although you're free to go if you want. You're free to go. This is a portable media, you know. All you have to do is shove it in your ears uh, or p- pump it into your car stereo. It doesn't even have to be a stereo. Uh, one side of the speakers will do as people apparently listening to this on ghetto blasters and stereo systems. Uh, there's only one of me here. You don't need to be doing that. I don't do I don't do a stereophonic uh, performance here. No, no. Although if you feel free if you want to put one of me in one ear in one ear and one in the other, it's the same me. It's the same me. I'm not a freaking in fact I'm to be perfectly honest, I'm not too comfortable comfortable with your stereo system cloning me and putting one of me on the left and one on the right. Uh, that's a bit weird, if you don't mind me saying so. As I like I like being unique. Uh, now I know if there was a clone made of me, uh, he would say the same. He'd say I like being unique too, but apparently I'm not. I uh, would have liked if I was a clone of him, but the other him me, if the original him was destroyed, then I'd enjoy it. You see what I mean? If you, someone likes being original and unique, and you make a clone of them who also likes being original and unique, uh, the clone, the first thing the clone is going to do, especially if he has no uh, morals, uh, he's, go- he's going to kill the first fella that he was cloned of. And that puts me in immense danger. Unless I've no morals too, which I'm not saying, I'm not going to say here whether I have any morals or not. Uh, have a bit of, uh, oh no, not going to, not going to give away everything about myself. You. Anyway, suffice it, if you're listening to this in stereo, uh, good luck with that. Just don't be leaving bits of me all over the place. I've seen enough Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a Star Trek The Next Generation where there's a... Oh, they find a clone copy of... Uh, What's-his-face? Commander Riker, if I remember rightly, who's being left behind on another planet years ago. He was a cl- accidental clone made in a transporter accident. And he's done his job. He's basically become a shitty version of Riker which I suppose is what I'd want if I was involved in that if my clone is less shitty than me then I'd have a problem if the clone is more shitty than me uh, well I suppose maybe not because he'd be representing my image everywhere uh, what if he turned out to be an axe murderer I uh, think that would be like that recent episode I watched of Criminal Minds where the twin oh there was a pair of twins who didn't know about each other and one of them was a murderer and then the other fella found out about him and then he decided to be a murderer too you have that as well you have that as well uh, these television programs are supposed to be entertaining and relaxing for all I can get out of them is more things to worry about that's the problem uh, anyway uh, monkey nuts that's what they call them they call them big steaming shit eating piss piling uh, well they don't pile piss they pile they pile up unlike piss you can't pile piss the way you can pile monkey nuts if you got a load of monkey nuts you can pile them up nice nice and neat on an old fashioned uh, an old fashioned corner shop store you can make them look very good and on, on a little heap and what a little shovel beside them and when someone comes in and says they'll have a, a pound of monkey nuts please uh, the old fashioned storekeeper in his white uh, overcoat takes a few out and shovels them into a paper bag you couldn't have a pile of piss like that unless you I suppose you froze the piss you'd have to freeze the piss into the size of into small ball shapes you'd have to have a uh, have some 
so, wenn Ice Trade, you put them into the sheep, them and mold them, then I suppose you could pull them. You could have a pile of piss pebbles. Uh, but that would only work in an old fashioned, the good old fashioned traditional shop, because nowadays, uh, nowadays the hygiene inspectors would come down on you like a ton of bricks. They say you can't be selling, you can't be selling piles of frozen urine pebbles on on the st- on the shop on the shop store on the shop frigging whatever you call it counter up beside the monkey nuts or anywhere else for that matter. For Christ's sake, you're a food stockist. Uh, do you know nothing about hygiene? And you say, no, I know nothing about hygiene. I'm just uh, I'm just imagining this. I'm a fella thinking about what that would ha- be like. I'm not actually proposing to do this or doing this. Uh, in fact, you're not even real. You're just a you're just a fella in my imagination who's complaining about the shop that I built in my imagination, which leads me to wonder if there's something wrong with my brain. I'm creating Christ. I'm creating hygiene inspectors to attack other uh, other uh, harmless shopkeepers who I've also created in my brain. If I'm not careful, I've have a nuclear war going on inside here in my in my right vortex, wherever you call it. What's it called? Your right forelobe or something? I don't know. Your oh yes, your frontal vortex. There's some part of your brain that only develops in your twenties if you're a male, and before that you're a lunatic apparently. It's very interesting. Uh, anyway, good morning. This is an afterlude to today's already extended episode of Into Your Head podcast. Hello, uh, today's uh, already extended. Uh, episode of Into Your Head podcast. Hello has already done its bit for society. It doesn't have to pay society anymore. Uh, so anything that comes here in the interlude is purely for my my own entertainment only. And if it so happens that oh, it provides some uh, entertainment or stimulus for you in some way, uh, then that's purely coincidental. Uh, a happy coincidence. I'm, I'm happy for it, but just don't uh, don't be getting up. On your, uh, don't be coming back to me saying everything that happened after 43 minutes and 53 seconds on that episode was a pile of crap and, and provided no value for me because uh, I never said it did I never said it would I never got pneumonia I never got flu I never, uh, point is it's experimental uh, now uh, if I explain what the experiment is you're just going to again come back and slam it back into my face and tell me I've done this same experiment at least three times before, uh, which indeed I have. It's the sleep aids one. Uh, yes, indeed. I'm recording on sleep aids as an experiment uh, to see. The experiment is to see will it have the same effect that I had the last three times I did this experiment. Because that's how science works. You don't just uh, you don't just inject the aids into the monkey once and then just watch the results. No, you don't say oh, the monkey died, so aids is bad, or the monkey still alive so AIDS is good. No, no, you have to wait till the monkey uh, spreads the AIDS further into further monkeys and into humans or whatever the hell else happens and you have to watch it for many years and watch the effects. Uh, we're still trying to figure out whether uh, listening to podcasts can call you cause a brain tumour. That's still not known. Just because the first person ever to listen to Leo Laporte's download uh, back in 2002 or wherever it was didn't get brain cancer straight 
straight away. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Doesn't mean it is going to happen either. Somewhere it's not. There isn't even a happy medium. There isn't even a thing where it's uh, it's it's. We don't know that it's not going to happen, and we don't know that it is going to happen. So it's going to half happen. No, you can't even say that. You can't even say that. I can barely say it at all now. I can say barely say anything, uh, regardless of the science involved. Uh, so maybe we leave science uh, for another day, whether I'm on caffeine rather than this, uh, whatever it is. What am I on? I'm on. Uh, half a uh, half a sleeping tablet. None of your fucking business. What I'm on could be on. Uh, well, I suppose it is your business. What I'm on. If it's something illegal, but it's not. It's not illegal unless unless during the course of this segment of the show, uh, you manage to get yourself into an election and get elected to some. Oh, elected to some lawmaking body in my jurisdiction, and you manage to get a law true in record time and backdate us to the beginning of this segment. Well, then I may well be breaking that law. I'm not freaking. Uh, I'm not a clairvoyant. It'll probably make that illegal too to not be a clairvoyant. Uh, well, then I'll become a clairvoyant if that's what you want. You want me to become a clairvoyant? I'll become a clairvoyant. Can't see it happening myself. Uh, but then I suppose that's the point. That's the point. That's the point as the as the man said as he oh as he sharpened away on this or whatever he was sharpening was he I don't know what he was going to say pencil but that was just sounds stupid some fella there sharpening away uh, making the first ever pencil probably making it oversized so he can have a good look at it because it's a mock-up it's not a, a normal pencil he's got a pencil there uh, he says oh look I sharpened away at the end that's the point there I've got to the I've got a point there now because I've sharpened the end of it and what you do with this is oh you you wipe it against the wall or something and it makes a mark and you can draw stuff now I probably want to make it smaller than this uh, but this is just a you know it's possible for the mock-up of something to be bigger than the actual uh, what do you call it a prototype the prototype can be bigger than the final product it's not wrong with that people just assume that's the opposite uh, if you're making a suppose if you were making a if you were building a whole planet the prototype for that would probably be smaller than a planet that's where scale comes into the equation uh planet uh, divided by scale equals uh, size of prototype. Now, would it be a functioning prototype? There's a question for you. And there's another question for you, which I haven't even asked yet, but I'm sure you're expecting me to about to be asked it. Uh, so I'll disappoint you. Uh, I'll ask you, probably already you've taught. Uh, what, if, uh, what if the prototype that you made of an Earth was a working prototype? And what if Earth is a prototype that's working? Uh, well, is it working? There's the question for you. And the answer uh, would have to be provided by you. And let's say that the answer provided by you would be yes. Uh, then how am I supposed to respond to that? Because that's not even the question. It's just yes. I got those, that's no, that doesn't leave any room for conversation or discussion at all. You just answer yes to everything. That's what uh, that's what people that's why people uh, go nuts when people say yes, but or yes and that's a helpful way to say stuff. You go yes and 
we say yes but if you have a if you have a yes or no answer to someone's question you say yes but then you say something else to enable the conversation to move on uh, or else maybe that's why that he annoy people as they think oh I don't agree with that fella it's not yes uh, well then they can chip chip in you later and they can say uh, no and or they can say no yes or they can say yes no there's all sorts of possibilities in conversation the possibilities in conversation are as endless as the possibilities of the ways in which you could arrange all of the letters of the alphabet in a way that makes sense uh, I just farted I don't know if you heard it for cock up your uh, what's they say cock up there something and let the wind blow free hold on a minute I must look that up that's from something I'd say uh, cock oh. cock up your and let the wind blow free well, we'll have a look at this uh, let the wind blow but add a, oh hold on a minute let the wind uh, no it's not that uh, certainly not the, the lyrics to Eminem's Cold Wind Blows. Uh, what else? Cock up your li- No, apparently I think that's just something my mother used to say. That's interesting. She doesn't say it anymore. She's alive and well, but she's changed some of the things she say. She said to adapt to modern society. Because people evolve, you know. You don't you? Just because it's just because it's something that you say all the time now that you think is great. Don't assume that he'll be still saying it thirty years from now. No, no. Whole point of being a human being is to advance and move on. Come up with new things. Uh, come up with uh, what we do. You can be guaranteed. If I if I get to the age that my mother is now, I won't still be doing two cats walk into a bar stories. I'll, I'll have advanced to something else. Uh, that's no reflection on my uh, my current self's obsession with two cats walk into a bar stories. But you have to evolve. Otherwise, why live on the linear timeline? You might as well just live at a leave a non-linear spot along the timeline somewhere and just turn your arse to the timeline and pretend pretend it never existed and uh, not in this Professor Stephen Hawking intelligent argument for it not existing way either no no in an ignorant way you turn your arse like the ignorant ainer what's that monkey that has the big arse like that you're doing basically like what that monkey does except he doesn't mean it he just happens to look like that he can't help it you're looking like that intentionally and you're waving your fat arse at the at the time and space continuum and pretending it doesn't exist. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. I should be ashamed of yourself and you're listening to me on this technology that was invented by the same solar minds that came up with Professor Stephen Hawking and you just sit there, oh you just sit there, uh, cock of the walk uh, up on your, with your hind legs up on the, on the freaking stool in front of you probably with the remote control there. You're probably watching television or something are you or maybe you're listening to this maybe you've got one of those uh television box sets that has podcasts on it is there such a thing there probably is is there an apple tv that does podcasts i think there is there probably is why was why wouldn't there be i can't imagine why there wouldn't be uh, but i also can't imagine why there would be because you're already able to access this uh, but no 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 uh, anyway suffice to say uh, on with whatever this segment of the show is. You're listening to the Into Your Head podcast from Ireland with your humble proprietor, Neil. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash into your head pod and pretend to like him at facebook.com 
slash into your head podcast. Part two of the experimental afterlude. Here in part two of the experimental afterlude, uh, we'll consider, uh, oh, we'll consider this. Consider this. Uh, let's see, what will we consider? Uh, well, here's something to consider. Oh, uh, here's, some, here's something to consider here. Uh, here's a big oversized post-it note. Now, say it's an oversized post-it note. Uh, it occurs to me now that this might just be a standard size post-it note, a pad of post-it notes. Uh, I think it's because the post-it notes I've been working in the recent past with have been smaller than the standard size. Not that there is a standard size, just because whoever made the post-its uh, the original post-its, uh, the ones with the trademark name, just because they made them a certain size, that doesn't mean they all have to be that size. Uh, just because uh, if you saw, oh, if you saw a, a lemming jump over a cliff, would you follow it? I know you wouldn't automatically follow it anyway. If you saw it jumping out over a cliff, uh, because it uh, had explained to you beforehand why it was doing so and they gave a good and sound and logical reason to do so and uh, sold you on the argument uh, then maybe you would but you wouldn't just oh you wouldn't just go oh look that's how that's what size the postus comp uh, tm company tm trademark owner made it uh, so all postits have to be that size now and uh, neither her smaller or undersized no no you wouldn't not uh, post-its are not the same as lemmings you can't just go up to a post-it and say go on post-it over that cliff uh, why would you that's not even how lemmings operate lemmings uh, one of them jumps over the cliff and the others follow if i understand correctly i don't even don't understand it correctly it's just something i remember from many years ago on a sketch on uh oh on the bbc radio 4 uh what do you call it panel game show that does games because i'm called i'm sorry i haven't a clue and i seem to remember the line go on lemming over that cliff no idea what it was about it's an old uh, don't listen to that program incidentally it's for old people it's for old old people i used to listen to it when i was 15 but i've grown out of it uh which probably explains my obsession with steve professor stephen hawking and his theories about time going backwards or forwards or wherever Ever. and maybe it doesn't explain anything at all has that occurred here probably hasn't which is why it doesn't explain it uh, so let's not get bogged down in arguments about post-its and lemmings and uh, what about lemons lemons are a lot more interesting and uh, although the only, I must admit the only reason i think lemons came to mind uh, is because i'm looking at a yellow post-it note here but is that my is that my mind making that connection after the fact it's saying oh you must have only thought of lemons because you saw the yellow posters and uh, maybe I thought of lemons independently is it too much to think uh, that I might be capable of coming up with the independent thought lemon uh, without having to look, be inspired by a blank piece of paper uh, in fact a blank piece of paper that's there for it's there ironically for the sole purpose of me writing down stuff that comes into my mind it's not there to put stuff into my mind oh no that's called a that's a circular thought and that's why I need to stop using these yellow post-its they're clearly oh they're clearly disrupting my thought processes uh anyway where was i where was i i was right here i was right here i've been here for approximately the last uh, oh i'd say now let's see three minutes and 45 seconds plus nine minutes and 19 seconds uh add those two together and then add the two minutes i spent in here 
trying to get the oh trying to insert a new mouse a new battery into my mouse turns out the new battery the so-called new battery is empty and the old battery is working again uh, so there uh, explain that uh, nuclear nuclear physicists out there you tell me you're going to be able to power the whole world with nuclear fission and you can't even power my mouse for more than a few weeks with a battery that I got down the back of some supermarket somewhere and paid for with money I hand, ironically I handed over round bits of copper uh, plus sheets of paper possibly as well and they gave me back uh, little tubular pieces of copper and they're supposed to power my uh, they're supposed to power my creativity here through my hand they're supposed to power one of my hands and enable it to move around and round as it's doing now I'm probably wasting power on the Dow I'm moving my uh, I'm moving my cursor around the screen in a continuous uh, anti-clockwise motion uh, just as if to, it's making a point well, it's not like this is a it's not like you're watching this lecture on a screen somewhere if you can do that though I, I've attended online seminars where uh, you don't see the fella and he doesn't see you you just see what's on the screen and you can see his cursor moving around and it moves around my screen. Uh, it's rather creepy. I attended one about. Uh, I attended one about something to do with the internet. I learned uh, very little from it. But still, because I was able to tell everyone, I have to attend an online seminar at five o'clock this evening. I am not to be disturbed for at least sixteen minutes, uh, which is how it long it lasted. Lasted fifteen minutes. I uh, rounded it up to sixteen. I was not really rounding it up. It's just adding a little extra in. Just to be sure you should always add a little in just to be sure uh, unless unless uh, surety is a uh, is unless there's a shortage of surety in which case you should round down just to avoid wasting surety uh, whatever way it works whatever the way I uh, see sometimes the economy has a glut of surety and sometimes it has uh, too much surety is glut the one where there's not enough oh, I forget whatever it is anyway whatever it is sometimes things go up and sometimes things go down and uh, never the twain shall be well I suppose on ha on the upturn they'll be halfway up or halfway down down the other way they'll be uh, but will they shake hands no they won't because they're just concepts they're not fucking people they're just concepts and measurements they don't shake hands that's uh, not to say they wouldn't be uh, willing to were they uh, were they people but they're not they're just fucking concepts made up by us and we decide in fact we get to get to decide whether they would shake cans because we control all that you forget all that it's all controlled by us uh, or is it there's a question for you i suppose that's a question for another day uh, not today i think we've done enough for today uh, we're nearly up to the hour mark and when it gets up to the hour mark first thing on everyone's lips is uh that's the hour now stop it you can't be going over if you go over the hour you got over you're you're wasting a second hour because you know damn well you're going, only going to use some of that second hour and the rest is going to go to waste well it's not the rest of the second hour isn't going to waste i'm going to spend the rest of the second hour editing this and uploading it uh those don't necessarily have to be saying stuff during it no no in fact i could be listening to something else while i'm doing that except during the editing bit i'll have to listen to myself i suppose uh what are you going to edit let's be honest here what's going to be edited here 
I can't for the life of me imagine what. Uh, throw in a bit of throw in a few meows and a bit of music somewhere and then you just put her up on the internet. That's all that's involved in there's a little a little insider secret for you. All that's involved in podcasting is talking crap for an hour and seven minutes like I just did, uh popping a pill for the last uh what 25 of us and then you just put her up on the internet and then you tell people go listen to this you go promote it everywhere you put her up on itunes and then you pay your hosting fees and then you go off and do your other thing that you do the rest of the time then you come back and you say will i do this uh will i do another one of these i've already done 720 something of them sure i might another one won't kill anyone uh but it might be you never know though it might be the straw that broke the camel's back uh Oh, who, how the freaking hell would you be? What use is a camel uh, whose back can be broken by a straw? There's a question for you. It's probably very useful. It's probably, uh, it's probably, I don't know, you probably use it in, in medical science. If you get a camel whose back is being broken by a straw, that could be probably useful in the veterinary scientist university. They could use him as a, what do you call him, as a cadaver or something. You can have a camel cadaver for a year up and down up in the veterinary clinic and we'll, come, we'll have a generation of uh, of uh, veterinary graduates who know everything there is to know about a camel's back. Would that not be a good thing? It can't be bad for Christ's sake. Who, who's going to be harmed by uh, a class of, the class of 2014 from the veterinary college all knowing a lot about camel's backs? Would that be a bad thing in any way? I don't think so. Unless it took away from any time that they spent studying uh, studying cat veterinary stuff I suppose, I don't know, I don't know, uh, anyway, that's, that's basically all I wanted to say about that, good morning. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener, email studio at intoyourhead.com.